Therefore, we also pray always for that, for that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasures of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you for the victories of this church. You continue again to pour joy, love, and peace all over this congregation, all over this property. Uh, Father, even in our children's ministry, it's so awesome to hear the laughter, um, <laughs> just hear the noise. And, and, you know, Father, one of the things you've always taught me is life is meant to make a noise. And, uh, Father, I have no doubt that there's noise coming from this church, and we praise you for that. Uh, Father, I, I thank you for um, the leadership of this church. Um, the guidance that they give me, um, the shoulders that I can lean on, uh, that this church can lean on. Father, I praise you for that. That is something that um, I know is strong here. And, uh, and being, at other, being at other churches, it, it was something that I struggled with at times. And uh, you showed me great leadership from some of those people. And Father, they have taught us how to stand up and be a strong leadership for your house. And that's what this is, Father. Father, today you've given me a message. This message is something that um, I have no doubt people need to hear in this congregation and online. Uh, Father, I just ask that I deliver it your way. Father, in this moment, I'm asking that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Father, any distractions that may be trying to creep into my mind, Father, I ask that you take that away. Father, right now I need your boldness for this message. I ask that you take all my distractions, you throw them into the sea, Father, and again, you replace all of that with your boldness, your knowledge, your wisdom, but Father, most importantly, your love. I ask these things in your name, help us to love, laugh, and forgive. Amen. There are two sitcoms in TV history that have broken all the records. Two of them. Anybody know what those two sitcoms are? Friends and Seinfeld. That's the two. You either like one or the other. Okay? Show of hands, who prefers Friends over Seinfeld? Show of hands, who prefers Seinfeld over Friends? If you notice, nobody rose their hand twice. If you, if you, if you like both, you're a unicorn. <laughs> Just going to be honest with you. You don't find many of y'all. There's not many of y'all. I like Friends a lot more than I like Seinfeld. <laughs> she said, don't like either one. Oh, my goodness. You, you got to watch. Just watch Friends from start to finish. Trust me. You'll love it. Statistically, Seinfeld is actually number one, and, uh, you know, What's interesting about Seinfeld is it's, uh, it was noted to not have a plot. Nothing connected with anything in these shows. Nothing. It was a plotless sitcom. In fact, they analyzed why Seinfeld was so popular. And from all this, it was because people that were watching it were in the same situation as the sitcom. Plotless. 
Too many Christians today are wandering through life without a plot, guys, or if you will, a purpose. Like a hamster on a wheel, people are just going through the motions and getting nowhere. Christian warriors, I need you to understand if you're a child of God, you have a purpose in life. You have a plot in life. And that purpose is called your calling. That's today's sermon title. We all have a calling, but it's up to us to recognize it. But more importantly, to accept the calling that God has placed on our lives. <laughs> Some of you may be saying, but Mike, I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what my purpose is. I feel insignificant. Show of hands, who has ever asked the question, why am I here? <laughs> you didn't raise your hand before I even said anything. <laughs> why am I here? Right, discernment. That's what I'm talking about. You use them gifts. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you don't know why you're here, pay attention today, guys. Take notes. I'm confident that after today, you will understand more of what your calling may be. You may be able to understand your purpose a little bit more. First, I want to look at the definition of your calling. The customized life purpose God has ordained for you. The calling that God has placed on your life is the whole purpose you're here on this earth, guys. Your calling, if lived out correctly, will maximize your involvement in building God's kingdom. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but guys, it's hot outside. Anybody notice that? I mean, it's daggum hot, right? Like, we went to Dallas just a few days ago, and the highs in Dallas, the three days we were there, was 107, 108, and 106. It's hot, right? Guys, not having a purpose in life is, is not, again, you're like a hamster on a wheel. An AC that is not fulfilling its calling, because it's so hot outside, is one that doesn't blow cold air, right? Okay. A car that doesn't get you to where you need to go because it's not running is not fulfilling its purpose, right? How many of y'all know what I drive? Old Pearl? Y'all know Old Pearl? It's an old pearl white Lexus. It's my grandma's. Literally, it was my grandma's. It's struggling right now. I would appreciate your prayers <laughs> because I got another vehicle to buy for another kid in two years. I need old pearl to last a little bit longer. But right now, it has a purpose. It's getting me to and fro and so forth. But guys, if you got a car that's not running, we understand this. It's not fulfilling its purpose. There are three things we need to understand about God's calling on your life. The first thing about your calling is your calling is created it's created your calling is your own customized purpose for living you were not made to exist or excuse me you were not made to just exist you were made to fulfill your calling the problem is too many Christians are just existing today most Christians have what I call <laughs> the same old disease same old disease you know what that means is you know you wake up in the same old bed every morning. You get up. You have your same old routine. You know, you may drink the same old coffee from the same old coffee machine. And then you go to the same old job. And you got to put up with the same old boss. Any of my employees here? You know, you get in the same old car. You drive home. You walk inside your house once you get off work to the same old noise from the same old kids. 
And then you eat the same old food from the same old cook. That's the same old disease, guys. These are people that are just existing and not living out what God created them for. In Genesis chapter 1, God created the sun, the moon, and the stars, right? He didn't create them just for fun. They have a purpose. The sun is to light the day. The moon and the stars is to light the night, correct? He didn't just make them to just sit there and exist. He made them for a purpose. Can we agree with that? Okay. Just like the sun, the moon, and the stars, God didn't create you for fun. Sometimes I worry about Mikey. I think they might have, you know, he might have created him for a little bit of fun. Just a little bit. He created you for a purpose, guys. But catch this. The created thing cannot tell you its purpose until the creator tells you what the purpose is. I want y'all to humor me for just a second. I want y'all to look at the chair that your butt is in and ask it why it's here. Come on, don't look at me. Look at your chair. Look at your chair and ask it. Why, why, what's your purpose? Why are you here? The chair has no knowledge of the purpose, guys. Y'all just look like fools. That's determined by someone else. The chair cannot tell you what it is created for, but the creator can. So the first thing that you need to understand about God's calling on your life is he is the manufacturer. You are the product. He created you, and he created your calling. You did not create your calling. I'm going to repeat myself. As much as you think you may have, you did not create your calling. That is created by God and God alone. Let's go look at Acts 13, 36. For David, after serving God's purpose in his own generation, fell asleep, he died, I mean, falling asleep, he died, was buried with his fathers and decayed. What I want you to notice here is, is David didn't die until he had fulfilled God's purpose for his life. Wouldn't it be awful, guys, to die and never know why you were put on this earth? Just like David, you were created with a calling that God has given you. I want to move on to the second thing that you need to understand about God's calling on your life, and that is your calling is customized. Customized. Nobody has your calling but you. It is made for you and for you alone. It's like a fingerprint or a sunset. There's no two alike. That's how God created us. None of us are alike. We all have different callings. God has given us all a different purpose in life. You're never more alive than when you understand your customized calling from God. I had a lady tell me one time, this wasn't that long ago. She said, you know, Michael, she said, I've known you for a while. She said, you really come alive up there on that stage. What are you trying to say? Do I not come alive when I'm not on the stage? Like, kind of hurt my heart a little bit, right? Guys, the reason for that is it's my calling. It's my calling. 
I have no doubt that God has called me to pastor. I fought it for a very long time. I tried to put my own plan in place, my own customized calling in place. I mean, guys, listen, I'll be honest with you. My whole goal, my whole plan was to open seven jewelry stores. That's what I wanted to do. And then God came along and he said, your plan sucks, and this is what I need you to do. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. <laughs> guys, what I'm trying to get you to understand is, is if you have your own customized calling for yourself, He's going to let you know that that's not his calling. It's your choice whether to go with him or keep going down the path that you've tried to create for yourself. And I need you to understand that's pride, and pride only ends in destruction. It's the beginning of all destruction. This is what Christians need to grasp. If you do not pursue your calling... You will spend your life trying to be someone else God did not create. Let's look what David said in Psalms 139, 13 through 14. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Let me repeat that. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. All of you are. All of you. But I want you to catch this next sentence. Wonderful are your works. My soul, my soul knows it very well. Do you ever wonder why David was so successful? Because he knew his calling. He knew his calling. His calling. That God gave him. Not the one that maybe he tried to create for himself. Maybe not the one that somebody tried to talk him into. See, David knew God's calling for his life, and therefore he was extremely successful. When David stayed on the path of his calling, he was arguably the most blessed man in the Bible. When David stayed on track, he defeated a giant, became famous, became king, got married, had children, had great wealth and prosperity. He was a blessed man. Because he was staying on the path that God intended him to stay on. But when David got off track and tried to be someone God didn't call him to be, his life took a turn for the worst. Most of y'all know this story. You know, David's standing on top of his castle and he looks out and he sees a, a woman bathing in the nude and it's Bathsheba and she's hot and everything. And he's like, well, I want to get with her. So all of a sudden, that's what he does. He takes his power, he takes over, and, and he gets Bathsheba and, and he takes her in as his wife. Ends up killing her husband. And I need you all to catch this. After that, all hell broke loose. Because what happened was, he was trying to be Bathsheba's husband. That's not what God called him to be. And from there on, it was pretty much downhill for David until the end. It got a little better there at the end. David's teaching us a great lesson here. Christian warriors, God will not bless you. He will not bless who you are trying to be. God will not bless who you're trying to be. He'll only bless who he made you to be. I want you to think about it. Have you ever seen an elephant try to live in the ocean? Have you ever seen a whale try to live on the earth, on land? On the earth, that's stupid. On land. <laughs> You're not going to see that because that's not their calling. 
It's not what they're called to do. Guys, I need you to understand, animals are smarter than we are. They stick to their purpose. They stick to their purpose. We don't. On a daily basis, we get off track. Mikey multiple times a day. Who you are is your strength. Who you aren't is your weakness. God, guys, I'm going yeah, to go off track a little bit. God called you for a purpose in life. Okay, and we're going to get into, we're going to dive in here in a minute because some of you are like, Michael, what, what, I don't know my calling. We're going to get into that. But here's the thing that I need you to understand. When you do realize what the calling is that he's asked you to take on, he called you for who you are and the characteristics that you have. Don't change who you are in the process of going down the path that he wants you to go on. Don't think you have to be somebody else. You know, I love my boy Bojo because he keeps me on track all the time. When God called us to start this church, you know, the first thing I said, is, what the heck? There's no way I can be the pastor. I look at pastors, and I'm thinking, you know, they're a lot smarter than I am. You know, they, they, they've got their biblical degrees. They've probably been in ministry 30 years. The only thing that I had going for me that they didn't is I was better looking. That's the only thing. That's it. And I'm very humble as well, okay? But all honesty, here's the thing. I struggled with that tremendously. And I'll never forget Bojo coming to me when I, when I told him that we were going to start the church. And he looked at me and he said, don't change who you are. Whatever you do, you don't change who you are. That's why God called you to pastor that church. And I'm not going to lie, there's times that I slip and I think, man, I should do things this way. And God reminds me quickly, that's not who I called to lead that church. Guys, it's the same way with your calling in life. Don't look at somebody that maybe is doing better than you are. Okay? Don't look at that and say, well, I need to shoot for this. No, you don't. God called you for who you are, the characteristics you have, and the flaws that you have as well. That's what he called for that position. He didn't call somebody perfect. I'm not going to do that. You think about it. You got this great person. God's not, I'll be honest with you, I don't think God would call a perfect person to do the job. The only one he ever called was him himself, and that's Jesus Christ. And here's why I don't think he would call the perfect person to do the job, because then they won't see God. They'll only see that person. So to be honest with you, the more flaws you got, don't be surprised if God comes knocking on your door asking you to go do something. Because that's what he wants people to see is him working through you. Again, you are fearfully and wonderfully made how you are. Quit trying to be somebody else that you're not. You know, when you try to be somebody else that you're not, and this is really big with social media nowadays, you know, we see the, the, the five seconds of somebody else's life, and we think that they're just perfect, you know, and we, we're thinking, well, why, why, you know, like I think about this all the time, like me and Amanda were talking about this last time we went to Disney World, trying to get a picture in front of the, uh, in, in front of the castle, you know, you got people everywhere. So you're scattering, and, and people are trying to run over you with, with the strollers and stuff like that. And, like, I'm, I'm mad, man, because this one dude, when we were trying to take a picture, this one dude came rolling by. He didn't speak English, and I, I was trying to tell him to get out of the way, but he didn't speak English. So, so he was just rolling by, and he was kind of standing there. We're trying to take a picture, and I'm literally standing there like this. 
And then all of a sudden, Amanda's going to take a picture, and I went. <laughs> That's social media. You feel me? Like, literally, not everybody can take a picture in front of that castle and be all happy about it. It's just not going to happen. It's very seldom that happens. But that's what I'm getting at, guys. So many times we see this, this, this picture, this picture frame of somebody's life, and we want to be that. Be who you are. I shouldn't have smiled in the picture. should have just frowned. should have been who I was in that moment. It would have been a lot more real. Am I right? Always remember, God made you. He does not make mistakes, guys. You know, and I don't understand why you would want to be somebody else. God's already made them. If you be somebody else, then who's going to be you? Kyle, that was good. Did you get that? Like, we need to video that. I hope he got that. But cut that part out that I talked about it. That doesn't look right. Be you, Christian warriors. Make sure you stay on the customized path that God has made for you. When you get away from your customized calling, again, just like David, that's when all hell breaks loose. Your calling, guys, comes with a timeline, comes with a plan. God's got this plan for your life. He's got this timeline, right? And if you stay on that path and you stay in your customized calling, you're going to go down that path and you're going to meet people that he puts out in front of you that's going to grow your walk. You're going to hear certain sermons that are going to grow your walk. You're going to hear a worship song that lifts you up. You're going to be encouraged at the right time. The problem is, is that timeline, once you get off that customized path, you're no longer here where he's got plans for you. If you've gotten off that path, you can get back on it quickly. We're going to talk about that at the very end. The third thing you need to understand about God's calling on your life is your calling is comprehensive. Show of hands, who in here likes puzzles? Nerds. My wife loves puzzles. Amanda loves puzzles. In fact, I'll tell y'all something about some puzzles, man. Like right now at our house, down in the family room, we've got this coffee table that's sitting there, and there's a puzzle on it. And you don't touch that puzzle. You don't put food on that puzzle. You know, she reminds me of, of, of what's his name on Step Brothers, don't touch my drum set. Like that's exactly what it reminds me of. Like she gets, am I right, am I right, Annabelle? Am I right? Like she gets mad about that puzzle. She gets mad. Don't touch that puzzle. Okay, I'm going to get off of that. That has nothing to do with the sermon whatsoever. God's plan is like a puzzle. Here we go. Okay, and no matter what you do or who you are, your calling is a piece of his puzzle. You're a piece of that puzzle. But Micah, I'm just a milkman. I'm, I'm just a lineman. I'm, I'm just a police officer. I'm just a teacher. I'm just a, a baker. You know, I, I just, I'm a greeter at Walmart. You know, I'm, I'm a jeweler. You know, Micah, how, how can my calling, I'm a house mother. I'm a house mom. Micah, I can't make a difference. I can't make a difference. I don't understand what I'm called for because this is all that I am. Number one, you need to understand that a lot of times your calling ain't your job. Your calling ain't your job. Your calling's your ministry in here. It's not your job. You take your ministry to work. That's your calling, okay? But, but then I need, to, I need to grasp this. The church has really messed this up because you always hear the church that says, you know, I was, I was just said it, I was called to pastor. I'm going to hate on myself right now. I was called to the ministry. We make it sound so cool, you know, and, and people will applaud that. They'll think that's such a big deal. But what they need to understand is everybody in this room is called to the ministry. 
your puzzle piece is just as important as a pastor's. There's no difference between those two puzzle pieces. In fact, you could do more. Don't ever let somebody tell you because of your job that you can't make a difference. Go into your job and take the love of God with you and set the example. You'll make a difference. And I'm going to tell you, house moms, because I used to get this a lot from people. I'm just a house mother. Y'all have got a bigger job than I do. You raise those kids to the heights of God's level. Pour love into those kids 24-7. Y'all have a much tougher job than I do. Trust me. And can make a huge difference. It all starts in your home. We've said it a thousand times. I'm not going to go off on that rant right now. I need you to understand whatever it is that you're called to do. Again, it's just as important as any pastor, any ministry leader. Again, your puzzle piece is just as important. Another thing, don't tell people, or excuse me, don't let people talk you out of who you are. You be who you are and don't apologize for it. Don't be a people pleaser, guys. Be a God pleaser. That's your job. Don't let people talk you out of who you are. If you're doing what God has called you to do, you are part of God's ministry. Let's look at Romans 8, 28. I'm going to make a point right here with this verse. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. You notice it says all things. It doesn't say pastors or ministry leaders. It says all things. All things work together for good. We're all a team. My position is just as important as the greeter at the door this morning. My position is just as important as you house mothers that had to get up and get your kids ready and get them here to church on time. In fact, your job was a whole lot harder than mine. We're all a team. We all have a calling. And it's this church's goal to get it together and unite together to build his kingdom in a major, major way. And that should be the goal of every church. But Micah, how do I know what I'm doing is my calling? So I got some questions for you. What do you love to do? What do you have a passion for? What are you good at? I need you to understand if you're good at something, that's a gift God gave you. Could be your calling. If you love something with a passion, that could be your calling. So how do you know if what you're doing is what you're called to do? Is if, if those things line up with building God's kingdom, you're doing what you're called to do. Don't overthink it. See, what happens is, is the world tells us we need to do more. We want more. Sometimes you've got to be content with the calling God has given you. You try to do more. You got off that timeline. And only destruction will follow. Don't try to be, again, something that you're not. Don't try to be that. The biggest way you know you are living out God's calling on your life is if you would do it, even though nobody would pay you. Nobody give you a dime. Would you do it anyway? 
Would you do it anyway? You know, I think about our teachers. I think about our teachers. God, I love you teachers. My mom was a teacher for 30 years. My sisters were both, one of them still a teacher, one was a teacher. And then, God bless, I always feel for the teachers that had me. I have so much respect for y'all. Y'all don't get paid enough money. That's a calling. I have no doubt. Y'all ain't going to teach and put up with parents and these crazy kids. And not only that, but the dang state requirements and the government requirements that y'all have to put up with each and every day in that school. That's a calling. I commend you. I ain't gonna lie, it ain't my calling. They'd have to pay me a lot of money to do that. It's like a parent. You don't get paid to be a parent. But you love those kids unconditionally. You don't get paid for that. As a spouse, you love your spouse unconditionally to do anything for your spouse. You don't get paid for that. A good friend. Although I... Some of y'all I'm friends with, like, sometimes I feel like I need to be paid to be friends with some of y'all, you know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Y'all need to be the ones get paid to be friends with me, okay? Amen. I don't mind admitting it. I, don't, I told you I'm humble. I don't mind admitting it, okay? We're honoring a man today over here at the fellowship hall who passed away a year ago. He set the example for me of knowing your calling. Chris Myatt's calling was to be a friend. And he was a fierce friend. I pray every day that I have just a little bit of that passion for my calling that he had. Guys, that's how you know is your calling. You can't wait to do it. And then sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you may not want to go do it, but you do it anyway because you feel that push. You know God called you to do it. That's when you know what you're calling. I want to close with this, guys. Some of y'all are like, well, Micah, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't been on the right path. I, I don't feel that way about what I'm doing. Every once in a while, you may get a letter in the mail from uh, the car dealership that you bought your car. And that letter says that your car has been recalled. You can do the exact same thing when it comes to getting on the right path. If you haven't been using your customized calling that God has put on your life, do a recall. Go to him. Ask him to show it to you. Ask him to put it on your path. And the last thing I want to talk about is this. I see a lot of people, a lot of people, myself included, tremendously, God gives them their customized calling in life. And they don't go after it because they're scared. Fear creeps in. We know where fear comes from. 
I have no doubt. I know I have no doubt. There are people sitting in this congregation right now that God has called to do something that will build his kingdom in a major way. And they're scared. And that's why they're not doing it. I get it. I've been there. I'm still there. It's still hard. I need you to catch why that happens. Because we put limitations on ourselves. We have flaws. We call them limitations. What you need to understand is this. Your limitation is not the lid. It's the launching pad. You're right. You have limitations. But with Jesus Christ, all things are possible. There's no limitation to him. So quit hiding in the shadows of your mistakes, your flaws, your so-called limitations. And stand in the light by him. Guys, I know, again, I know there's people in this room that he's calling to do something. I know that. Take it from somebody that fought it for two years. When you finally do it, the blessings overflow. But catch this too, that's not why you do it. You do it out of obedience. But just like David, when you're staying in your customized calling, you're staying on that path. He'll protect you. He'll grow you. He'll guide you. He'll put great friends along the way if you're not married yet he'll give you that spouse that you're praying for don't let fear overtake you i want you to think about this guys limitations moses had limitations moses had a stutter jacob had major limitations he was one of the most prideful men to ever walk through the bible Paul was a murderer. Don't even get me started on Peter. Look at the men that he used in that Bible. I want you to think about that. Mary, who birthed Jesus, she was a young teenager, y'all. No limitations with God. So here's what I'm telling you today. If you don't know your calling, you actually probably do. You're just too scared to go after it. Our God is not a God of fear. He's a, he's a God of courage. He's a God of faith. Grab a hold of him and run to that calling. Amen?